Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. I'm Mike Cachopoli. All right, here we are, midweek. We've made it again. We've made it again. A um, lot going on as usual. I'll give a thumbs up for that. I don't know why. Just giving a thumbs up. Thumbs up for the news. Uh, because the news keeps us going, right? The news keeps this show in business. Without, without news, there's no show. Without the show, there's definitely news. But without the news, there's no show. Think about that for a second. Meditate on that. See if it actually means something or if I'm just rambling. You know what? Uh, I do want to ramble about something here. You know, I have a very difficult time with spicy food. Does anyone else out there have a difficult time with spicy food? Now, there are people I know who can eat spice, the spiciest, the hottest, like on a scale of zero to 10, they can eat a 14. And they have no issue. Their mouth doesn't burn. Their throat doesn't burn. Their stomach doesn't burn. Their uh, poop doesn't burn when it comes out. <laughs> I yesterday, um, I, I ate some. I ate this dish, and it was wasn't even a real spicy dish. And I took a bite of it, and my mouth went on fire. And the 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 food that went down my throat, my throat felt like acid was burning it. And I couldn't eat it. I, I had to, I couldn't eat the rest of the meal. One little bite and my mouth and throat were burning. And let's just say that later on in the day, I had other issues. I won't get into it. I won't get into it. But from one bite, one bite. Now, I know people who, and I was with a, a friend and he ate the same dish and, and had, had zero issue. He said, what are you talking about, spicy? I said, what are you talking about, spicy? It, my mouth and my throat felt like it was on fire, like I swallowed acid. I don't get it. So I guess some people, I guess the, you get used to it. It must be, like you get used to anything else. But I can't imagine getting used to that. First of all, when something's too spicy, I can't taste the food. I just taste heat. I just taste hot. I don't taste the foods. So I don't understand the point. Yet there are people who love spicy food who say that's the whole point. I don't know. But all I know is that just a one little bite of spicy food and I was done. I could not eat and, I, and, I, and my whole system was screwed up for 24 hours. It's very bizarre. It's very bizarre. Plus I get something, what do you call it? It's called um, IBS. And I get that from eating spicy stuff also. I, I wish I could eat it because I can't, you know, if I go, I go to a Thai restaurant, I have to be the little wimp who says, mild, mild, please. You know, sometimes I'll ask you on a scale of zero to five how hot you want it, and I say zero. I feel like an idiot. You go to a Thai food place, and I can't have anything spicy. I love, But I love Thai food, but I just, I just can't deal with any spice. And I, I don't know what, I, I don't know how I work up my system. You know, I, mean, I, I can't take, I can't take alcohol either. You know, so, oh, Bill, you're the same. You can't take spicy food. Yeah. I mean, maybe like with alcohol, I have a low tolerance for that too, but I don't care. I think that's good. Alcohol is not good for you. The sugar is not good for your weight. Diabetes is very expensive here in San Francisco to drink. So I'm glad that I'm a one or two drink guy. I don't want to work my system up. For spicy food, 
I'd like to be able to eat at least something like like a one or two on the scale of zero to five. And I can't. I can't. So that's that. That's my spicy food. I thought I'd <laughs> share my spicy food problem, you know. Um, but I do like to eat, though. I do like to eat, though, you know. I just have to stay away from anything, anything spicy. Let's see if I can do a transition here. Speaking of spicy, there was a uh, shouting match. <laughs> it, it works, I think, between Thomas Massey and and Jamal Bowman on the on the, the the floor of the house, the house floor, and yeah, the house floor. And it started with Jamal Bowman. I can't. I don't want to play the video. If you go on. Uh, go on cryptid politics. You should join. You should, you should follow cryptid politics at cryptid politics on, on Twitter. It's a very pro DeSantis account and they put up a lot of good stuff, but they also put up this shouting match, but it's really just Jamal Bowman screaming like a, like a maniac. So I don't want to play it. Um, and he's, he's on the house floor. Like he's giving a performance, just screaming. It's not even the house floor. What is this? It's not, it's not, it's outside. It's like in the lobby, right? It's like in the lobby by the elevators. And he's just screaming about guns, just going crazy, screaming about guns. And Thomas Massey, who I love, is the only one with the balls to go up to him and start, uh, you know, telling him, why don't you, why don't you tone it down? And he's giving him facts. And Jamal Bowman keeps yelling these like ridiculous lies. You know, it's like, this is what the left does. They lie, but they lie with incredible conviction, as though what they're saying is the absolute truth when it's absolute lies. We saw this during COVID, right? Masks work. Vaccines will stop the spread. You know, lockdowns work. If you say anything else, you're a conspiracy theorist. But they screamed it. They screamed things that were 120% wrong, but they scream it as though they're right. So Jamal Bowman, first of all, why is he screaming? It's like he's there doing a performance in the lobby, right, for the camera. And, of course, there happens to be a camera on him. There happens to be a camera on him, and Massey realizes that. So Massey goes up to the camera and starts talking. But all Jamal Bowman was screaming were lies. The lies were basically that in open carry states, there's more crime, which is a total lie. There's not. That's like saying in the Old West, there was more crime than in Chicago now, in New York, in L.A. It's not, it's not true. In open carry states, there are less crime because, because the gun is a deterrent. All right. So it's less, there's less crime. That makes sense. I know it, it's tough to get through Jamal Bowman's big, bald, beautiful, bald head, but there's less crime because if a person with a, who wants to commit a crime sees someone with a gun, they're less likely to commit crime. Then if the person doesn't have guns, I, I know this is a mind blowing idea to the left. They can't seem to comprehend that. They can't seem to comprehend that guns are a deterrent. Guns are here basically for us to protect ourselves, right? That's the idea of guns going back centuries as protection, right? So other people can't take things from you, including your life. All right. But he's yelling these falsehoods as though Crime in blue cities is lower than crime in red cities. Is he fucking kidding me? So is he telling me that crime in Chicago is lower than crime in, let's say, uh, Montgomery, Alabama? That crime in, uh, in New York City 
is lower than crime in, let's say, Boise, Idaho? Is that what he's saying? I'm talking per capita also. Is he is he kidding me? That crime in New York is less than crime in, in Alabama, that crime in in, uh, in Michigan or crime in Illinois is less than crime in Idaho and, and, and Arizona. Is he serious? Another lie he's telling, uh, Tom Massey brings up, because you could hear you could hear Massey clearly. He's very calm. He doesn't start yelling. And all Massey is saying is that, no, 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 no. In schools where they allow teachers to have guns, there, there are no shootings. There's no crime. There's no gun going off and taking off the, che- the teacher's foot that the, 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 the left wing has said would happen. Oh, no, you give teachers these guns and they're going to shoot their feet off. They're going to kill students. It's not, that, this doesn't happen. So there has been no mass shooting or any kind of gun crime in a school where teachers are allowed to carry guns, are trained and allowed to carry guns. Now, I am not 100% for the teachers carrying guns, but I am 100% for fortifying the schools with people, armed guards who are trained in the use of a gun, okay? And so that would basically have the same effect, right, as, as a deterrent, basically. Put armed guards who are trained, well-trained, know how to use guns, and that's their job. Their job is not to teach. Their job is to protect the school. Okay. You can have the teachers teaching. Okay. Like Jamal Bowman would prefer and have armed guards doing what they're supposed to do and protecting the schools that, that you can have. Okay. And, but, but Jamal Bowman is too busy spending all that money to Ukraine, sending all that money to the Ukraine to protect their borders. Okay. To protect their borders. He doesn't give a shit about our border. Forget about that. But he's sending all this money to the Ukraine. to Money that can be used to fortify our schools. Okay? Money that can be used to fortify our schools. Also, and this was brought up on, on Fox yesterday, there is COVID money. COVID money that's just sitting there. Millions and millions of dollars that was never used because it wasn't the pandemic everyone said it was. So they didn't use they didn't use the money. It's there. You have the covid money, the covid money alone. Forget about the billions sent to the Ukraine. Just the covid money alone, which is right here for us, can be used to fortify the schools. Okay, can be used to fortify the schools. We fortify prisons. We fortify courthouses. We fortify federal buildings. And there are actually fewer schools than all these other buildings that we that we fortify. Okay, so we could absolutely fortify the schools. The money is not an issue. When the left tells you the money is an issue, they're full of shit. Okay. They're full of shit. When they tell you that open carry cities and states have more crime than blue cities and states, they're absolutely out of their mind full of shit. They're telling you, don't believe your eyes. Don't believe the facts. Don't believe the evidence. Just believe what we say. Just believe the anti second amendment stuff that we put out there. All right. So and, and don't also don't let them believe when they say being against open carry laws has nothing to do with being against the Second Amendment. It does because the founding fathers in the Second Amendment believe in open carry. There's nothing in the Second Amendment that says the right to ca- the right, the citizens, the people having the right to carry arms, but not open carry. It doesn't say that. So if the founding fathers were against open carry, they would have put that in there. 
they would put that caveat in there. And they didn't put the caveat in there because back then everyone had open carry. Everyone carried the gun on the, it was all open carry. Okay. <laughs> so obviously the founding fathers didn't think that was a problem. If they thought it was a problem or was going to be a problem in the future, they would have put that caveat in there. So remember, basically, all the gun laws we have now, which many of us can agree on, like, um, you know, waiting periods, all that stuff is actually in uh, defies the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment doesn't say any of that stuff. Understand? The Second Amendment is the right of the people to own guns, period. Period. No caveats. No, you have to wait seven days. No, you have to go. No registry. Nothing in there about not no open carry allowed. So all of these laws that we allow, pro-second people allow, they are actually being nice by allowing these. Okay? Because the Second Amendment doesn't say anything about this stuff. It doesn't have any of these regulations in there. All right? So once again, the left wants the Second Amendment gone. They do. They want to whittle it away. So they put in, they'll put in the seven day period, then they'll make it a 14 day period, then they'll put in red flag laws, then they'll, they'll ban assault weapons, then they'll ban open carry, then, and little by little, they get their way, because no one says no to them, and, and the Second Amendment's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. This is the same thing the left wing does with the First Amendment. A little bit here, a little bit there. Oh, just Twitter. Oh, just Facebook. Oh, just, just TikTok. Just this, just that. And little by little, we whittle away the First Amendment and it doesn't exist anymore. So that's why these are absolute. Like, like Antonin Scalia said, these, the, the Constitution is absolute. It's not a living organism. There are methods to change it, but those are set in stone. Those methods are set in stone, and they have been for, what, over almost 250 years now. So that is allowable. The founding fathers put in a system where these can be amended. Very difficult, for good reason. They don't want people amending it every other day. So there are ways you can change it, but those are set in there. Okay, It's not a living organism. Those rules don't change. They've always been the same since the inception. So... That is always something that can be discussed. But we know the left hates the Second Amendment. They don't like it. And they hate the First Amendment. They don't like it. They want their speech. Everything else is hate speech. Everything else is domestic terrorism. And the Second Amendment, they want it totally gone. They only believe they should be able to own guns. When I mean they, they mean the big government, the, the people who, who protect them, the security, the government, the government, the, the country can own weapons, right? The police can own weapons, right? So the, the authorities can own weapons. The authoritarians can own weapons. Gavin Newsom's bodyguards can own weapons. I don't think Gavin Newsom would say, I'll take my bodyguards without guns. That he's not gonna, he's not gonna say that. The hair gel king of California is not gonna say that, right? So they believe they, they, the elites, should be able to own guns, but we can't. We can't be trusted. They can be trusted with the guns, but we can't be trusted with the guns. Just they believe. So they really hate the First Amendment. They hate the Second Amendment. Go through the Constitution. They hate almost all of them. Um, they'll never say that. They'll beat around the bush. They'll beat around that idea. But that's what they believe. That's to, to a man, to a woman, however you want to say it. That's what they believe. So we're in a situation now. And I think Jamal Bowman, I think, uh, from what I understand, he wants, uh, Denzel to play him in the movie. So Denzel, get ready. You'll play Thomas Massey. 
because what a performance that was. Until Thomas Massey got in his face and did the right thing and in a very calm way made him go away with facts. Um, so there's that, and you know, and, and we're, we're continuing to see that all the left does, as I've said, is they simply seem to be waiting. You have to, they, they, they seem to be waiting for these things to happen, for these tragedies to happen. I mean, it's like, it's like they want them to happen so they can continue their shouting, right? They can continue shouting and shouting is not going to get them anywhere. Really, shouting is not going to get them anywhere. Uh, they can shout all they want. They can have that righteous indignation all they want. They can virtue signal all they want. But all they do is uh, <laughs> all they do is allow death and destruction to happen, to continue to happen. Their lockdowns killed people. Their vaccine mandates killed people. Their mask mandates killed people. Their gun laws kill people. Everything they do kills people. Everything they do destroys society. It doesn't help society. They pretend it does. They lie about it. They pat themselves on the back with their incredible uh, virtuous virtue signaling. But the things they do don't help. They only hurt. They help them. They help them make wedge issues out of them come campaign time. They help them raise money. They help them win elections. They help them fool people into voting for them because they care. They care. They care. But we know the opposite is true. These are vile individuals who have led to the destruction of our society. So uh, the, the cities where the crime is, it's very simple, Mr. Bowman, 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 is that the cities with the most crime are run by Democrats. The cities that are shitholes, everyone knows they're shitholes. Everyone in this country knows that they're shitholes. People who live in them know they're shitholes. People who don't live in them know they're shitholes. People in Europe know they're shitholes. They're all run by Democrats since the beginning of fucking time. Beginning of fucking time, okay? Not run by Republicans, not run by Donald John Trump. Run by Democrats. Run by Democrats. And that's the truth. So why should we listen when it comes to crime? When it comes to violence, why should we listen to them? Everything they have done in their cities has led to more crime, more death, more destruction of society, more anti-civilization. So why should we even listen to them? We shouldn't, which is why they know they have to scream. They have to grandstand. They have to put in a performance. Okay? Where Thomas Massey can speak very calmly because the facts and the evidence and the true virtue is on his side. It's on our side. Okay, I got that off my chest. Did, uh, Bill, would you say you can come on? You can come on in a bit and, and talk about that if you want. It's a lot, and the, the and the writing in the chat is so small. I think I need glasses. I think I need to go. I need to go where Chucky Schumer goes. Where does he go? Where does Chucky goes? Maybe where I used to work. My first job was in a eyeglass store, Cohen's Cohen's Optical, Cohen's Fashion Optical, in on Staten, Staten Island Mall. My first job ever, I was 17. I had a great work ethic when I was 17. What happened? What happened? All right, so there's the gun thing, you know, and once again, I understand that the manifesto is going to be released soon. This is the word. The word in the street. On the street, they say the manifesto is going to be um, released uh, pretty soon, pretty soon. But the bottom line is, until we fortify our schools, 
We fall, and, and the only way this is going to happen is this is what will happen. The, the uh, Republican-run states and cities will fortify their schools. The Democratic-run cities and states will not fortify their schools. And over a period of time, we'll see that all the violence, all these shootings are going to happen in the Democrat-run cities and states because the Republican-run cities and states will have fortified schools, just like, and we'll see this more possibly in the manifesto of the maniac, but that she was going to go to other schools, but they are fortified. And she pretty much said that. Should they have some kind of security? So I went to the school that I used to go to that I know doesn't have security. So you have an actual murderer. <laughs> this is how, how insane the Democrats are. You have an actual murderer saying, I went to the school with no security. I didn't go to the school with security. That, 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 that the left, the wacky, the wacky shit libs can simply, can still say after that, oh no, fortifying the schools is not going to do anything. Not going to do anything. When the actual people who are committing murders are saying they're going to schools that aren't fortified. You know why? Because they have to go to ones that are fortified. They'll be dead before they can kill one person. That's why they don't do it. It won't get them anywhere. It'll get them dead without taking anyone with them, which is not what they want. They, they don't care if they die. They just want to take people with them, including children. So fortify the fucking schools to protect the kids. God damn it. Ugh. These people are so vile. They are incredibly vile. Yet they can. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about the hair gel king of California. You just get me more upset. Every time I talk about the hair gel king of California, it gets me incredibly upset. Boy, all right, let's see. Well, what I, I guess what I wanted to go to, what I really wanted to talk about also, is um, more of the reparation stuff that we're hearing about. Remember I told you, uh, I don't know, two or, three, two or three shows ago, four shows ago, I said that giving these people, uh, blacks, $5 million a piece would not be enough. It's just like uh, terrorists, right? It's, that's why we don't deal with terrorists, right? These, these, these black activists are terrorists, the domestic terrorists. They are true domestic terrorists. That's why you can't deal with them. You can't deal with terrorists because you pay ransom and they're just going to either up the ransom or they're going to kidnap more people and ask for more money. And so that's exactly what's happening. You know, I compare these people who are into black, rep black uh, reparations like children where if you have the, the courage just to say no to the child, they'll stop. But if you keep on saying yes, if you don't have the balls, if you're much of a pussy to say no to the child, if you're one of those lefty parents who believe in never saying no to your child, don't put a hand on your child, and you keep on saying yes, they're going to keep wanting more. But I think a better comparison is with terrorists, which is why we don't negotiate with terrorists. We tell them, sorry, go fuck yourself, because then they won't come back and, and end up kidnapping and hurting more people and expecting more money. Once they get any money from us, they will just continue to do this and want more and more money. So lo and behold, even before the reparations package is even done, which it never will be, $5 million is too little, activists tell California Reparations Committee. So aim higher, aim higher. $5 million is too little. Activists on Wednesday demanded, demanded that the state of California pay millions of dollars to each black resident in reparations as a way to make amends for slavery and subsequent discrimination, dismissing the idea of five million in payments as nothing, too little. Wait a minute. 
wait a minute, these people supposedly don't have a, a pot to piss in and $5 million is too little? Wait a minute. Not only is $5 million too little, but coming along with the $5 million would be $100,000 a year guaranteed income for the next 250 years. So this generation and the next generation and the generation after that in these black families, and they can buy a house for a buck. I guess they'll kick a white person out and you can get their house for a buck. No, no, this is not enough. They, they actually used for $5 million a person, nothing and too little. Reminds me of that um, Honeymooners episode where Ralph says, peanuts, peanuts. What am I going to do with peanuts? <laughs> and of course, <laughs> Alice's response is, eat them like any other elephant. And that's what, basically this is what we need to do to these people. Tell them no. But Democrats are such pussies, they can't tell them no. I want to know what the repercussions are for telling these domestic terrorists, no, go away, go fuck yourself. What are they going to do? Vote for Trump? Are they going to vote for Republicans? No, there's nothing they can do about it. Zero. Once you tell them no, go take a fucking walk. That's the end of it. There's nothing they can do but bitch and moan and bitch and moan. That's it. But of course, Democrats are too weak. They're too weak to, to say no to these people. And this is what you get when you are constantly give people everything they want, even if they're wrong all the time. You constantly give them everything they want. They want more. The demands were made at an in-person meeting of the California Reparations Task Force, which was created by state legislation signed by the hair gel king of California, in 2020, the committee was hearing comments from the public as it considers final recommendations to submit to the California legislature, which will then decide whether to implement the measures and send them to Newsom's desk to be signed into law. The task force is considering a proposal to give just under 360000 per person to approximately 1.8 million black Californians who had an ancestor enslaved in the U.S., putting the total cost of the program at about $640 billion. That's the statewide one, okay? The statewide one wants to give every black person $1.8 million, 360000 each, what would cost the state six, a whopping $640 billion. I'd actually, believe it or not, I'd actually rather send that money to Ukraine. Meanwhile, the city of San Francisco is weighing its own reparations proposal at the local level. Early this month, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors expressed unanimous support for a draft plan of more than 100 reparations recommended for the city, including a proposal to dole out five mil each to qualifying black residents. The proposal will cost non-black families. Listen to this. The proposal would cost non-black families in the city at least six hundred thousand thousand dollars six hundred thousand dollars according to stanford university's hoover institution both ideas are skimping and was necessary to pay black californians according to activists who spoke at the gathering i believe that five million in reparations is too little for the work that foundational black americans have done for this country and as well for other countries, one speaker said. I believe that $7.6 million 
is a number that can be used very wisely in our foundational in our foundational black American communities. So this guy comes up with 7.6 million. Where did he pull that number out of? 7.6 million. Foundational black Americans are descendants of black people who were enslaved in the U.S., according to the speaker. Reparations are overdue for all foundational black Americans, both for the suffering they endured and for helping every culture get on their feet. He also called for various other reparations measures, such as giving 40 acres and a tractor and colleges agreeing not raise tuition prices for foundational black American families. These people are insane. They're insane. And instead of saying, no, you're fucking insane. Go get a fucking job. Go get a fucking job. They keep saying, oh, yes, 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 we'll consider. We'll consider to try to keep holding foundational black Americans back from what is due for us is just another form of slavery. He concluded it is preposterous and totally absurd. So it's preposterous and totally absurd to not give every black person seven point six million dollars. It's racist. It's racist to give one race $7.6 million each, and the other races have to pay for it. That, that is not racist, according to these people. What's racist is not giving black people a check for $7.6 million each. This guy actually says it's preposterous and totally absurd to not give blacks a check for $7.6 million each in the year 2023. Once again, this person belongs in a mental hospital, in a mental hospital. Yet they'll, they'll placate them. Oh, yes, yes, we'll consider that. We'll consider that. That will just add another $200 billion to this cost. The cost would then go to like $870 billion. Another activist identified as Reverend Tony Pierce, I'm sure he is, similarly said current reparations proposals aren't enough. Where's the money? Where's the cash? Where's the check? Pierce uh, asked emphatically. Five million? San Francisco's already made a move. Five million is nothing. And I'll tell you why. Pierce argued that five million dollars spread over 50 years would only amount to a hundred grand a year. And then with taxes, you'll be lucky to end up with 40,000 a year, he said. Oh my God. With taxes, they'll be lucky to end up with a free 40 grand a year. The Reverend added that 223,000 for housing isn't sufficient, saying anti-black discrimination such as predatory lending is prevalent. Where's the money? He concluded with a raised voice. Once again, these are not terrorists. They, they, the left considers parents who go to PTA meetings demanding that their children get a proper education and not be taught this crap. This crap that if they don't give five million a year to black people, they're racist, that if a if eight year old Johnny doesn't give his lunch and ten dollars to eight year old Willie, he's racist. This is what they're teaching in schools. So when parents go to PTA meetings, okay, to oppose this, they're considered domestic terrorists by that schmuck that works for Biden Garland. Yet. We allow this. This is not terrorism. This is not this is not criminal behavior going and saying, where's the money? Where's the cash? Where's the check? You imagine if a white person did that. Where's my cash? Where's my money? Where's my check? Where's the money? He concluded with a raised voice. He wants his money. He wants his free money because he's lazy. That's why he wants it. He's lazy. 
It's unclear how California would afford to pay more than $5 million to black residents. Newsom announced in January that the state faces a projected budget of $22.5 billion for the coming fiscal year. Then weeks later, the California Legislative Analyst's Office, a government agency that analyzes the budget for the state legislature, estimated in a subsequent report that Newsom's forecast undershot the mark by about uh, $7 billion. Still, Lisa Holder, a reparations task force member and president of the far left Equal Justice Society, should say far, far, far left, voted voted in a recent opinion piece that the committee's recommendations will be breathtaking. Yeah, I'd say so. Last year, the state task force made several preliminary recommendations in an interim report. In San Francisco, which has roughly 50,000 black residents, the city board has expressed interest in various reparations ideas, such as a guaranteed annual income of at least 97000 as I said, 200 years, and a home for Burr Buck. Another idea under consideration is a comprehensive debt forgiveness program that would clear all personal, educational, and credit card debt of low-income black households. Like California, San Francisco is also facing a massive deficit estimated at $728 million, making it unclear how the city would pay for such a reparations plan. Well, how the city would pay for it? Well, they can't. But what they would do is they would tax white people. They would tax non-blacks. They would tax Asians. So I want to ask, why should Asians, I forget whites, whites shouldn't pay for it either, but why should Asians have to pay for this? Weren't they put in in um, in camps? Wasn't George Takai put in a camp, really? Wasn't the, the guy who just won the award, Kwan, didn't he say he was in a camp for a year? Where's their money? So where's the money for the Asians who were put in these camps? Come on, they were put in camps by FDR in the 40s, weren't they? Where, 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 where's their money? Well, they're not asking for it. You know why? Because they're not insane and they're not lazy. Okay? The Asians aren't insane and lazy the way these black leaders are. Now, people will say, Mike, stop saying blacks. It's just these certain people. Well, where are the black people uh, speaking up against this stuff? I would like to hear them. Where are the masses of black residents of San Francisco and California coming out and talking against these. I don't see it. What I see on Fox News are, you know, the token two or three black people that are on there who are conservatives who are saying it's ridiculous, right? Leo Terrell says it's ridiculous. Uh, what's his name? The guy that ran for, for, for governor says it's ridiculous. Larry Elder. But outside, the two or three people I see on, on Fox News all the time who are conservatives, I don't see Where are these Democrats? Where are the black Democratic liberal voters coming out and saying this is ridiculous? When they come out en masse and say this is ridiculous, we don't want this money. We don't want to be treated like second class citizens. We, we, we believe in work. We believe we can make it in the 21st century, in this, in this state, in this city. Once they start coming out, I'll amend the way I talk, but I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. All I'm seeing are black residents of California and San Francisco saying, where's my money? Where's my money? That's, as that guy just said, literally, he's going there saying, where's my money? Almost like basically threatening, right? Threatening them. But they're not considered domestic terrorists. Saying, give us money or else. And they said that. They've said that. We saw one guy say that the money is needed to stop the crime. That black youth will stop 
crime, in other words, killing people, raping people, robbing people, if you give them the $5 million checks. So that, that's blackmail. Is that, is, that not, is that blackmail? If I tell you, give me $5 million and I'll stop hurting you, is, that not, is a white person allowed to say that? Is a white person allowed to say that? This is absolute insanity and racism to the, the highest, racism of the highest order, saying we're going to give free money, free homes, free checks to one race, and the other races are going to pay for it. Is, it it's so mind-blowing how they can even talk about this stuff and keep their jobs, these politicians. Yes, we know it's racist. We know it's anti-constitutional. Whether it's the city constitution, the state constitution, the constitution of the United States, we know it's unconstitutional. And when it goes to the courts, it'll be shot down the way it should be as being racist and unconstitutional. But the fact that they talk about it shows how fucking insane it is that they're in office because they are elected by insane people. They can't get there. The insane people can't go into power unless the insane people vote them in. That's the way it works. Daniel, you got your checkbook for six hundred grand ready? Yeah, um, this 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 is kind of a non-issue. I mean, like like you said, uh, San Francisco is 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 in a hole deep. Um, even if they weren't, it would still be a non-issue. Um, if this is going to cost, you, you gave a number of six hundred thousand. If this was even going to cost every um, non-black family twenty thousand, ten thousand dollars. Um, they would all get up and leave. No, who, who, how, how are they planning on taxing people? What, through property taxes? They're going to jack up everyone's property taxes so they end up paying 600000 over their lifetimes more in property taxes? They would get up and leave. What are they going to do, sales taxes? Try to get that kind of money out of, out of every individual in this? They would get up and they would leave. The city would be a ghost town so fast. I mean, you think COVID cleared them out? This city would be a ghost. But Daniel, you're you're more optimistic about this than I am. Yes, I've said many times I don't believe this will come to pass. But but they certainly continue to push it forward through the legislative process, which is kind of frightening, kind of scary. But the fact of the matter is, there are so many. There's so many. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's not scary at all to me because, like I said, if it got passed. The only way that they would be able to get this money is by taxing people. And, and, and what would happen? Everybody would leave and they would say, OK, we can't do this. And they would rescind it. Uh, I suppose. But once again, I'm more pessimistic because I believe there are many, many non-black people, whites, Asians, especially white people, white liberals in this city who will think this is deserved. That yeah, and you know what? They will good. be the ones remaining behind, and if they try to tax those people, they won't be paying six hundred thousand over the lifetime. They'll be paying two two million over the lifetimes, and let's see how long their, their virtue signaling lasts. No, <laughs> this, I, this, know, is, this is just impossible, Mike. It's just impossible. But the problem is, Daniel. I understand mathematically, economically, it's impossible. But <laughs> the problem is, in the normal world. This would end, even the talk of this would end very quickly. And the fact that we are governed by people who feel they can constantly talk about this and actually spend hours. Remember, we're paying them. You and I are paying their salary, too. So we're paying the salary we're paying is going towards them going home, spending time on their laptops, 
coming up with all this stuff? When? Yeah, yeah, when? Yeah. Wait, wait. When we live in a city where the homeless pop, where the homeless population is out of control, where the fentanyl poisoning is out of control, where the people shitting and pissing on the streets, and this is how these people that we pay, we pay, are spending their time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, you hit on it when um, moments ago. Um, this, this, this exists in the first place. This issue exists because because of the internet. It exists because of social contagion on the internet. This, what what happens as we have talked about many times on the internet is that crazy ideas fester there where they are unchecked and unconstrained by reality. Because as we've already discussed, this could just never happen. Uh, people would leave. Uh, it just it's just impossible. Um, but these ideas they're unconstrained by reality in 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 the cyber world. There there's just no way for reality to react with them. I mean, anyone can say anything they want, and these ideas can spread just like a trans so-called transgender uh, ideology can spread, and and the COVID is just like COVID hysteria can just spread unfettered. I mean, there, there's, there's, there's no impedance to the spreading of this stuff because there's, there's no reality built into the internet that constrains this sort of nuttiness. So, and then every once in a while, the nuttiness spills out into the real world. And then the real world bats it down and it goes back in and it festers some more. And maybe it will just die completely or maybe it'll just get a new version of it will pop back out and, and assault the real world every once in a while. And then its ass will be kicked and it'll go back under. It, it's a really, really weird dynamic that we now have in the 21st century between the cyber world and IRL in real life. And, and and until we get the cyber world under control and understand how humanity can benefit from it rather than being harmed because it has done us such great harm over the last few years, we're going to continue to have a big problem. Until well, there we get are there control. are currently economists who are working with the state panel considering the payments, trying to figure out yeah. how these payments can be made. So and in the, <laughs> yeah, listen to this. yeah, I'm sure they are. <laughs> yes, these economists. The yeah. economists say it would cost eight hundred billion. The city it would cost the state eight hundred billion. Listen to this. In their report, the consultants suggest the state task force err on the side of generosity and consider a down payment with more money to come as more evidence becomes available. It should be communicated to the public that the substantial initial down payment is the beginning of a conversation about historical injustices. Not the end of it, they said. The new hey, estimate. Hey, hey, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Daniel. Go a ahead. down payment is the beginning of a conversation. No, that's a payment. That's the end of the conversation. Right. Right. Well, yeah. it, it, it's just simply never going to happen, and and yeah. and it's it's just crazy. Like I said, I mean, this is this is just the cyber world spilling over into the into IRL, and IRL is just going to slap the shit out of it. Yes, I mean, I would absolutely. They estimate that this would cost more than two and a half times California's $300 billion annual budget. So two and a half times California's annual budget and the whole budget would go to them. We don't have to worry about this ever going to the Supreme Court because it's just not going to happen. Yeah, well, and, 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 and the thing that is so cruel about it is that there's probably people out there, probably black, black people out there that think it could happen. And think that they're going to be on e living on easy street and that they don't have to go out and get a job. They don't have to get an education. 
there are probably people out there that actually harbor in their minds someplace that this is a possible, this is possibly could really happen. And of course it's not. And it, that is cruel to do to these people. That's something very and cruel. What do they believe this will do to people around this country? Because this is spreading across the country now. What do you think people would do to poor white people around yeah. the country? What, what kind of animosity would it create? It would create How about people out there who are actual racists? What would this do to them? Yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. This, this, is how you, this is the prescription for creating more racism. There, is, there are more than twice as many people that are in poverty that are white than there are black. Of course, there are, there are less black people percentage-wise in, in this country, but the absolute numbers of white people that are poor are far more than those of black. Think about what poor white people are going to be saying uh, and, and thinking once they that once they find out that just by virtue of your skin color, you, you get paid a bunch of money. Um, of course, it's never going to happen. But just the idea of it, just the idea of that exactly. pushing this is yeah. going to create racism in itself. Right. It's going to create more of what the left seems to want to do. Which is create more racism, they, create it more animosity seem that way, between the races. It does seem that way. I mean, they, they sure, sure through their entire demographic, where the demographic that they ostensibly said they were champions of during COVID threw them entirely under the bus. They seem to be, they seem to be on this set of autopilot where where they're um, just um, destroying that that demographic that they that they have been saying for the last sixty years that they are champions of. They, they, I, I don't think that they think that they need that demographic anymore. Well, once again, I, I just, I am offended that the people we pay now spend their time doing this when the city yeah, is in such course. bad shape. And also how the black residents, the black residents who are for this. And once again, I'm going to have to assume that most, if not all blacks are for this in this city until they come out publicly and start talking against this. But it's, 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 to me, it's disgusting that in the city where there are people living on the street, white, black, and otherwise, all races living on the streets, where all races are being affected by the fentanyl poisoning and all the other crap that's going on here that we need money, we need to spend money on, they believe it should go into their bank accounts, personal yeah, bank I think accounts. Most, I think most people, black people in this city are wise enough to realize this is never going to happen. Like I said, there's, there's, there are some that are probably not wise enough, and this is just blatantly cruel to them. But I think most black people in, in this um, state and in this city uh, realize that this is just never going to happen. Um, so so I'm, I'm just going to sign off with that because it looks like Bill wants to get on. Of course. Okay. We love Bill. We love everyone. Everyone, Okay. Thanks, Daniel. I appreciate it. All right. Who's next? Bill. Hello, Bill. How's it going tonight? I mean, isn't this insane? Um, can you hear me? Yeah, okay, yeah. Mike? yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, well, let, let me, let me just put another spin on it, perspective on it. If there are, uh, I don't know what they might be able to trace back to uh, original families who were involved in, uh, were slaves and generationally were oppressed, repressed. There's more, there's also going to be the slave owners, the generational families. In other words, if reparations are to be made, why can't they do the research 
to connect the dots to where rather than spread any expense over, you know, the tax base of, of all the people in, in the city, which makes no sense whatsoever. For example, I'm just throwing ideas out there now, just spitballing, because I have really never put much thought to this. But if if there are, you know, some families that have generationally gained their own plantations and then were then uh, got involved in railroads or uh, gold mining or, you know, uh, the wealth was uh, built upon and built upon, the, and they, they have riches, you know, uh, because of it. Then those families should should be coughing up uh, any any reparations if there are to, to be any to be made to some families that may generationally yeah. been repressed. And it, I, and it gets worse. Like I said, this this uh, disease is spreading because now we're seeing. And of course, it's out of California. I understand everything bad starts here. But Berkeley, the Berkeley school district, a, a school district in Berkeley, is now proposing reparations for listen listen to this bill. Daniel and everyone else, the Berkeley Unified School District wants to wants reparations for black students, black students. So students, kids, kids now, minors, giving reparations to minors in the year 2023 for things that happened hundreds of years ago. What does it have to do with children now? And we're basically telling these kids is you need you need our help. You need the help of basically the quote unquote white knight the white knight must help you because you you can't help yourself and i find that to be one of the most racist things ever right to say the white knight needs to swoop in and help you a child a 14 year old in the year 2023 were they were they born into slavery it's it's absolutely insane absolutely insane basically it's the white knight syndrome telling these kids you can't make it without us in the year 2023. Well, I, I, let me respond to that a little bit. I think to look at it in a little different perspective, take the Walton family, right? Mm -hmm. Or uh, even uh, the guy who owns Amazon now or, 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 or Bill Gates. These people were born into a lot of money and they were in special positions because of that. Not to mention, I have to tell you, because we own the small bike shop, I told you, that got foreclosed on during the pandemic. And right. they were taking up pennies on the dollar. Okay. So, and that was a 50-year-old business. So, so the point I'm trying to make is that we, we, we have a problem. And that is the, the predator class, which are the elite class that buy the laws, that, that set the situation up where they're not paying taxes because they'll say, well, you know, geez, you know what? If you want to charge us taxes, we'll just offshore our manufacturing. We'll, we'll basically hold you hostage. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, we'll go, we'll, we'll set up in China or India and, and buy all the trade agreements. So that way we're, 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 we're paying. Uh, pennies on the dollar. We're, we're dumping on the environment. We, they have no labor laws. We'll put up suicide nets. I mean, come on, Mike. You know, the, the, the iPhone factory was, was built at a, a phone, was built at a factory where they literally put up suicide nets to stop the girls from killing themselves. I know. 
Um, and yes. that's not always yeah. it. But, the, what, what, but all that manufacturing belonged here, I know, right? I know. Yeah. Under, under living wage, like it used to be when Grandpa Sansone worked at Singer and with my grandpa and was able to buy a house. And, and uh, the three kids my grandma raised until they were old enough. And then she got a job with the phone company. And then it went that way with my family. But you see, Mike, what I'm trying to say is if, if there is no singer any longer here in Bridgeport, do you see what I mean? There is yeah. General Electric's gone. Westinghouse is gone. Mm-hmm. Remington Arms, you pick a, the manufacturing base has been outsourced. So the, the, what, what, what's left are these service jobs that pay mm-hmm. substantial, uh, what am I say? You can't live on the wage. So if you're with Walmart, you get a job. They're going to pay, keep you under hours so you can't get any benefits and then teach you how to sign up for EBT food stamps. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Well, that's so, what I'm saying. Uh, but, but Bill, you could take this reparations thing. And, and spread it out among all different races and nationalities. So this is this is black people saying what their ancestors went through is worse than what a lot of other races, nationalities, ancestors have gone through. And also in a much more in much more modern times, I could make like I said about Asians, the way they were forced into camps here in the 40s. Right. Uh, the way FDR put them all into camps because he was afraid they would be, you know, a, a terrorists, Japanese terrorists, right, right, Japanese yeah. like George Takai and other Japanese people, and and as that guy Kwan that that won the Oscar said he was put into a um, you know a camp for a, a year when he got mm-hmm. here. How about that? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How about the Jews? How about anti-Semitism? How about anti-Semitism? How about the fact that? Wait a minute. How about the fact that this country did nothing to stop the Holocaust? We had the ability to stop the Holocaust. We did nothing to stop the Holocaust. Where where are the reparations for Jews? Wait a minute. What about Italians and Irish who came here with nothing in the 20s and 30s and built this country up with no unions, being paid shit, being treated like shit? There were signs, Bill, as you may know, that said no Irish or dogs. How about those people? How about the Irish and the Italians? Where are their reparations? Why is the heartache and misery that the ancestors of blacks went through worth money or worth more than all the hardships that all these other races and nationalities have gone through? I think we have to also be objective. You have to also look at the American Indians, of course. Of course. There you go. There you go. Yeah. well, look, I, I, this is, I, we, we do have class, uh, multi, let me put it this way. Um, even if you look at the criminal justice system, it's a multi-layered system. I mean, the true white collar criminals, just, just to make an example of the banking industry, they don't go to prison. They, you know, they retire with bonuses. You know what I mean? There, there is a, a big problem in this country when it comes to classes, right? And uh, I'm not trying to uh, point out any particular uh, race in that. I'm just saying the fact of the matter is we we have a very unjust criminal justice system, civil court system, you name it, where uh, uh, there's huge disparity, right? And uh, and and the people who are at the top, uh, the banksters, uh, the rules of Wall Street, they buy the laws. Mm-hmm. So how do you get reform to come through? Even uh, that 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 uh, 
pays a living wage. I mean, Richard Wolff, I think, has got a pretty good head on his shoulder. Uh, the Economist, uh, I heard him, uh, according to Sabi Sabs, who I listened to, yeah. she quoted Richard Wolff saying that um, a uh, single uh, income family today uh, with two kids to have a living wage uh, in an average American uh, uh, city, the, the, the single wage earner would have to bring home $50 an hour. Yeah. to have a living wage, which is realistic. If you think about the cost of housing, you know, today versus what my pop, my dad paid, you know what I mean? Uh, and uh, the percentage of his income that he was coughing up. I mean, my father worked for J.D. Cyril and raised, mom stayed home and raised four kids. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That, that would never happen today. And uh, then the spoken wheel bike shop, we have six employees on top of us. And, uh, you know, most of the bikes were made all over the world from the Italas were made in Italy and you had the Raleigh's that were actually made in England and you had the Peugeot's that actually made in France. You know what I mean? Everything went eventually to China, everything, no matter what sticker was on it, even the Cannondales and the Trex and the Schwinn's, you know, I mean, what, what I'm saying is we've seen, but that didn't happen by accident. I mean, you and I have talked about this a lot. This is a controlled demolition, mm -hmm. right? That that is sucking the has has sucked the middle broken and and continues to break down the middle class and and small businesses and these people are ruthless you know and and they they they, they are in charge to them like we've talked about the movie network and the scene the corporation you know where there, they there are no countries there are no borders there's only international commerce. You know what I mean? As that scene goes, 1976. And so, so the, the, this, this is the reality of the world, not the way we broke the American dream. It's like George Carlin said, you got to be asleep to still believe in it. Um, but there's a reason for that. Yes. And, and, and I don't have all the solutions, but I think if we start talking about it. The, the problem is we could talk about it and we can understand it and we can talk about trying to get laws to pass to change it. But the, the people who are the gatekeepers or the foxes watching chicken coop, they're not about to let that happen. Mm -hmm. They're working on the World Economic Forum and moving forward in a more totalitarian draconian measures. Let's face it, this whole banking industry breakdown now right if that, that's been going on that's been going down the repo market the uh the the stock buybacks the the the, the too big to fail the banks so of course we got to bail them out with tax dollars and then they get to any any new bank that buys any assets guaranteed that uh, even if the asset fails they're gonna not they're not gonna take a loss i mean they, they this is outrageous they 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 this is all made for, designed for enriching the rich and sucking the fucking marrow out of the rest of this country. And, and, and they, they're going full steam ahead. And what they've done then is they've outsourced the manufacturing uh, facilities and a lot of the work uh, yep. overseas. And mm -hmm. then they've, in, they, they, they've imported workers 
to work with where what's left, i.e. landscaping, dishwashing, uh, you know, service things, uh, where, where, where they make it so protracted to, to get uh, citizenship that a lot of these people end up working for the majority of their lives under the table. Yep, you know absolutely. I mean? You know it. So but, but, the, but the economic woes affect everybody. They don't just affect blacks. They affect everybody. And as, well, as, as I've said many times before, there are many more white, poor white people in this country than black people. And that goes back through generations also. So this, once again, the idea, the, the uh, arrogance of saying that our race deserves this and no other race does, to me, that's incredibly arrogant and disgusting and elitist in its own right. We deserve this. Black Americans deserve this. But, you know, but, but uh, Asian Americans don't. Irish Americans don't. Italian Americans don't. Native Americans don't. This is their fucking land that we took. That goes back way before slavery. So it, it, once again, where does this stuff end? But the fact that they scream so loud because they can play the race card that no one else is allowed to play is, where, is why we're in this position. Well, I think that the, the narratives... Uh need to be more realistic you didn't hear martin luther king talking like that you know when the people marched in the in the at those times i remember as a little kid little boy watching tv of course i was mm-hmm. only uh, yeah family, <laughs> you know, I, you know I remember martin luther king's great i have a dream speech and i don't right. remember how everything and nothing in there about i have a dream that the government is going to give us all a check for 10 million dollars each I, I didn't hear that in there what I heard no, in there. Not quality, but the, the point I was trying to make is that you had people of all races and and all uh, classes of society marching with him because he was talking about justice for all. It wasn't about uh, uh, you know you didn't hear black. But the interesting thing too, like this Black Lives Matter movement, uh, from what I caught of it, not uh, the, the, what I caught of it, you didn't hear Martin Luther King being quoted a lot. Of course not. Because it was against everything he believed that's my in. Point. And that's the point. Martin Luther King was, wanted to be, he, basically, he wanted black people to be treated equally. He wanted all people to be treated equally. He didn't want his race to get a check for $5 million in the mail where every other, and have every other race pay for it. That's not what, his, what Martin Luther King was about. So these people, they'll say, oh, we follow Martin. We follow Dr. King. No, they don't. Not at all. We know if, if Dr. King was alive right now, this would be he would find all this to be very disgusting. Well, I think what we would see is if in a perfect world, which we're never going to see, let's be realistic, is the, what we might call the cabal or the barons. And, and we know some of the families, names, you know, Rockefellers, uh, Rothschilds, Van, uh, Vanderbilt's, uh, Oppenheimer's, uh, Warburg, you know, the, the big money that 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 that, that, that uh, really controlled the banking industry in this, uh, you know, in this country, <clears throat> railroad industry, and all that. that those people might come on. Let's be realistic, or or take the, the Windsors in England. I mean, the, look at the way they live compared to the rest of the masses. Yeah. And I mean, this it, it, it's 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 a servitude to them. And, and, and we see that in, in our uh, ultra-wealthy uh, 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 class. But, but, you know, they, that, that 
even even if you look, I'll take a giant step to the Vatican. You know, I just saw a clip on Joe, Joe Rogan. I get YouTube's. He's like, you know, I went to the Vatican. It was very confusing. He said because I walked around. He goes, the amount of art and all over the Vatican, all the. He said that's most of that's stolen art. Yes. He, he said, realistically, the British <laughs> Empire, you know, was a raiding, marauding uh, empire mm -hmm. under. The, the doctrine of discovery, which was written by Pope Nicholas V in what was it, was 1452, where basically they could take slaves, they could take wealth, they could take this because they were, you know, uh, the, the privileged and God ordained or something, mm -hmm. bizarre mm -hmm. thing. you know, and so th this, this is a real thing that happened. And, and you know what, that wealth is so generational and, and we have no idea the vastness of it you see what i mean because of course it's they you know they've got the real gold you know what i mean the real right. self real gold in in the coffers and what i'm saying is it, it, of course gold went from how much an ounce to what you know where where it is today you know from from i don't remember when we got off the gold standard uh when nixon and we we ended up off the gold standard but what gold was 30 some odd dollars an ounce i think it was something like that close to it, yeah. yeah where is it today 2000 or whatever the heck it yeah. is i don't even know i mean so, so say the one of the rockefellers right i mean just the, the amount of wealth these people have they and they live this way and what I find fascinating, I and mean, a lot of them call themselves Christians and Catholics, and if you were to really listen to Christ's greatest commandments, what would he say? He said, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Love your neighbor as yourself, uh, upon which all the uh, laws of the prophets are built. And basically, he said, sell your riches, meaning your excess, and give your alms to who? Not to the church, but to the masses, to the right. poor. Yep. So if, if if we had a, a truly, I'm, I'm not saying, the, the, I'm just saying, for example, if we had a, a, a society that functioned based on brotherly love, none of this would be an issue. You see what I mean? But it's not. It's it's based on capitalism, which is maximizing profit at the expense of others. Let's be honest. I mean, that's the way it works. And it's, 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 this this is a core issue now, and and it's and it's been that way since the settlers came over, and and the, from the American Indians to the other thing is that the, the, a lot of people don't like to talk about is that it wasn't the white uh, slave traders that went inland into Africa to grab slaves. There was there was a lot of black uh, 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 tribal uh, fighting and slavery among between them. Right. You see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And 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 addition, you know, they don't want to talk about that. I know. Well, Bill. You know, let's be more realistic about this. And they they provided a lot of them the the, the it's unfortunate. It's 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 this very sad that then they profited off of uh, other uh, capturing others, uh, uh, natives uh, of their own color. And, and it was just, look, look at the animal kingdom. Um, unfortunately, mammals and man being what they are, are can, it's, it's Darwinism. You know what yes. I mean? Yep. I'm, I'm not, that's why we have, that's why we have uh, 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 higher teachings 
to try and 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 not live in that place. But unfortunately, this is planet Earth. Exactly. You know, and it is what it is. I don't have solutions. I, I mean, I think it's open. It's okay to be discussing it and try and understand where people are coming from. And it's just uh, yeah. at this point, the idea that you're going to try and tax the strapped masses. For exactly. This That's what it does. Preposterous. If right. anything, it needs to come from the ultra wealthy. Yeah, this is coming. Who, but, but it never does, Bill. No, that's the problem. It does. I we know, know who I this know. is going to come from. It's going to come from people. And often it's going to come from people who have less money than these people who are asking for reparations. It's absurd. Bill, I have to let you go. Thank yeah, you. Okay, Mike. I yeah. appreciate it. I appreciate it. But that's what's who's the you know, Bill, it's going to come from us. It's not going to come from the wealthy. It's going to come from us. It's going to come from the people who can least afford it. And like I said, they're going to be giving money to a lot of people who have more money than they do. Of course, this makes no sense, but these people make no sense. They basically just want free money. That's what it comes down to. They want, you say, follow the money. You can say, follow the money for the wealthy, but you can also say, follow the money for the, uh, for these people. They want free money. They like the idea of free money. Hell, who doesn't? They're not getting it from me, though. Okay, from one nut job group to another, there's a, st- you know, there's a story about the left, once again, is uh, twisting everything. They try to twist everything because if they told the truth, they, they would have uh, no, no say in anything, right? They told the truth about what many of us say. They know they're on the wrong side of the issue, so they can't tell the truth. They have to twist it and lie about it. So when people say, like, we don't want drag queens rubbing their face in a six-year-old's, you know, in a six-year-old's face, they'll twist it as saying the right are against uh, trans, they're anti-trans, or the right are against, the right wants to eliminate drag queens. See, that's what they do. They have to twist it and lie because they can't tell the truth. Because they told the truth, most normal thinking people would say, sure, why should a six-year-old be at a drag show? That's for adults. This is what normal people would say and think. So the left has to twist it. Just like when Ron DeSantis didn't want them teaching about cutting your balls off or your penis off um, at eight years old, didn't want that being taught to kindergartners, the left had to come out and call it don't say gay because they couldn't say, they couldn't call it the don't talk to kindergartners about whacking your penis off bill because if they, which is what the bill actually was, because if they said that, most people would say, well, that makes perfect sense to me. I don't want my kindergartner learning about that. So they have to lie and say, DeSantis is telling teachers and students that they can't say the word gay. And then people go, oh, my God. Oh, fascist, the fascist, the fascist, the fascist. So here we go with another story. Oh, and this is this is another way the left twist this. They say we're making all this up. There are no drag queens uh, rubbing their ass in the face of six-year-olds, even though there are videos on the internet of drag queens rubbing their ass in the face of six-year-olds. But they say, no, we're making it all up. It doesn't exist. Okay, here's another story. A girl was straddled by a drag queen at a North Carolina school. Okay? A drag queen straddled a girl doing a racy performance at a North Carolina community college. Why are there drag shows at a community college. I don't understand that either. Shouldn't they just be like learning shit? Is this, are they learning? What are they learning? Is it, is it drag, drag 101? 
prompting the school to potentially revise its rules surrounding underage shows, according to officials. Now, I know you're saying, okay, Mike, you're saying when I first saw the story, I saw the same thing. Well, college, well, they shouldn't have drag shows at college, but they're not underage. Uh, Wrong. A viral video shows the drag queen busting a lap dance like move on the apparent teenager at Forsyth Technical Community College's Pride Fest, which students as young as 14 were invited to attend. The busty dancer then briefly wraps her legs around the student as the girl sits in a chair at an on-campus restaurant where the drag show was held. Uh, After doing a stripper-style dance, the drag queen then gives the student a hug as onlookers cheer, according to the footage, which sparked outrage among some right-wing circles online. Of course, this should spark outrage among any normal fucking person. Parents of children under 18 were not notified of the event in advance. Not. The student's name and age were not immediately clear. Dibley said the school in Winston-Salem is now considering revising campus policies, you think, regarding events that are open to underage students. So here's another video of this. Oh, there's more to the story. We've been in close contact with our early college school leadership and are talking with both leaders about how parents can revise campus policies and procedures regarding early and middle college students. All events on campus are entirely voluntary. All students were invited to the drag performance hosted by student-led Pride Club for free food, drinks, music, and activities, according to filers for the event. Students as young as 14 and older than 65 years old attend the public community college. Believe it or not, there are some very smart kids out there. Drag performance has been thrust into the political spotlight in recent months as right-wing activists and politicians complain about the sexualization and gay grooming of teens, which much LGBTQ community contends is artistic expression and a harmless celebration of diversity. At the Pride event, the Forsyth Public Health Department set up free HIV and sexually transmitted disease testing station. Where's COVID? We have the COVID testing. I'll get to that in a second. But the director of the agency later disavowed the risque nature of the drag performance. Our staff is committed to meeting the people we serve where they are. We believe we assign appropriate amount of attention on the LGBTQ community around education and prevention of sexually transmitted infections. But you don't expect your 14-year-old going to college to get a, a sexually transmitted infection by the ass of a drag queen, do you? Our staff was aware that there would be drag performances, but was not involved with planning the event and had no information regarding the age of the attendees. We do not contone the actions that allegedly took place during the event. Well, it's not allegedly because, you know, there's like a video of it. There's like a video of this drag queen, not a very particularly attractive one, straddling this, this person who looks like she's under 18, well under 18. Oh, my goodness. You know, (laughs) once again, this is the left, the weak, pussified left, simply not being able to say no. No, no, you're not pushing your, your lifestyle in our faces. You're not doing this. We're not allowing this. Go away. No, you're not getting free money. You're not getting it. Go away. They're too afraid because the left is made up of pussified, weak people, pussified, weak people who don't know how to say no to communities that are bullying them into getting things, bullying them into getting free money, bullying them into pushing their lifestyle on everyone else. 
if you simply said no, they would have no recourse because we are in the right and they're in the wrong. We're right. They're wrong. Period. So once again, the left will pretend it doesn't happen. They'll say it was made up. They'll say it's a, you know, it's an isolated incident, even though we're seeing two, three, four videos like this a week now on, on social media. Um, of course, you know, meaning that if there was no, so, no social media, we probably wouldn't know about a lot of this. So who knows how much of this went on before social media? This might not be a new thing. We might just be discovering this stuff now. But there's no doubt that these groups are becoming more emboldened now because they keep getting more and more. Once again, give them a finger, they'll give, take a hand, they'll take an arm, they'll take an ache, they'll take your whole entire body and your whole entire soul. And we have to stop. At some point, just say the word no. Just like a parent has to say no to a child sometimes. And the child will take a tantrum and then stop and then get over it. And that's what they'll do, you see, these groups. They'll take tantrums. But then they'll have to eventually stop. They'll run out of energy and they'll get over it and they'll be forced to get over it. But the only people who have the balls to say no are the right, are the Republicans. The left, the Democrats, don't have the balls to say no to these people. And so they're going to continue to be bullied by them and tortured by them and blackmailed by them. And we're being hurt. Our children are being hurt. Okay. The taxpayers are being hurt. So it's not just the shit liberals who are being hurt by it. We are. All of us are. Because all of our children are. Okay? And our wallets are. So therefore, our families are suffering. And so at some point, we're going to have to we have to just fight back. It's going to be, look, at the, call whatever you want. Call it a, a culture war. Call it a civil war. Whatever you want. But eventually, this is going to be necessary to, to, to beat these people back and defeat them. For society's sake, for civilization's sake, that's what's going to have to be done. And we're all going to have to do our part in that. Speaking of civilization, hey, Lance, what's up? Ah. <laughs> civilization, leave me out. Oh, no, no. You're, you're a very civilized me. guy, Lance. Include me out. Me? I think you are. I think you are. Hell no. Go no. ahead. What's up? I fight it every day. <laughs> What's on your mind, my friend? What's on my mind? What's actually on my mind is uh, the deafening silence about what's going on in East Palestine. Uh-oh. Okay. Wait a minute. You mean the Israeli uprising? Yeah, right. That's pretty I, bad, too. I talked about yesterday. I had a guest on yesterday. Well, well, I'd be curious. What's your, what do you think about the uh, Israeli-Palestine thing over there? Uh, do you mean with the, the judicial stuff that uh, BB wants to change? And yeah. All up in arms over it? Or is it something else? Yeah. Well, no, I'm in, in Ohio. But, yeah, and what about the Israeli-Palestine thing and Netanyahu and all that? That's what I mean. You, you're talking about the law, the judicial reform? That well, that's, wants that's, to... that, that, that's a very interesting thing, but that's actually I could add it to my list. Um, but what is your, what, actually, what's that's your more, opinion? That's more interesting right now. Um, I was talking about East Palestine, Ohio. Oh, East Palestine, Ohio. <laughs> I thought you meant Palestine. Right. One's oh, Palestine. Well, one's Palestine, Palestine. Oh, my God. Like, okay, you're, okay. We got East Palestine. Because you're a New Yorker. You know a Steen or a Stein means <laughs> you're either German or Jewish. <laughs> if you're a Steen or a Stein, it means you're either Jewish or German, right? Is it, so, is it Alex Steen or Alex Stein? It's Alex there Stein. There you go. There you go. Alex Stein. 
Did you ever see Seinfeld? It's Weinstein, not Weinstein, right? Seinfeld. So, uh oh, you, you you just brought Daniel's favorite television show. He no, no. It. Well, what it, episode? There's a scene about? where his uh, Jerry, Jerry, who's of course Jewish, he's talking about it to his uncle, and he says, oh, "Okay, we're." Uh, you know, fine, Steve, you know, Steve, you know, no, it's Steve Stein. He's like, yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm Jerry Cougar Mellencamp. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, well, East, oh, do, what do you, you want to know what I think about what's going on in East Palestine, Ohio? Well, look, it looks like the, the media stopped covering it, huh? They yeah. stopped covering it. They stopped covering it. It was it was every minute, every day for about two weeks, and now it's gone. Yeah, but, but now it's gone. I'm talking about lefty Indian, indie media. Are they still covering it? Are they still talking about it? No, they've ignored it. Crickets. Oh, they've ignored it totally, huh? They're ignoring it now. I called out somebody. I called out Katie. She goes, yeah, yeah, we're going to do something on it. More crickets. What's the latest there? They're just being told everything is safe, right? They had an Easter egg hunt on the toxicity. Okay, what's happening now is, number one, they're digging up the tracks with all this new stuff. They're like, oh, my God, now it's getting even worse. Now it's coming up. It's coming up. It's worse. Okay. And it's going to go on for – people are already fucked up forever. The other thing is <laughs> they're not allowed – the places that they wanted to dump it aren't letting them. So they're right. fucked. Yeah. I don't want your garbage. No one wants their garbage. No one wants their toxic waste. Yeah, of course. Um, but what about that? Here's what's interesting, man. I put it in the chat, but um, the whole th okay, what about Israel over there? Okay, now we're going to Israel. Okay, well, I, I had on uh, a call, and yesterday. The judicial thing. yeah, and he said that, um, you know, issues kind of complicated, but Netanyahu says he wants it to be the way it is here, where you know, the, the president appoints and then the Congress, you know, decides whether they should be, you know, appointed or not. Well, right now it doesn't work that way, and I guess it works in a in a in a different way. No, he doesn't. He wants to override the Supreme Court and make it legislative, like they want to do in some of the states here. But anyway, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, the bottom line is, the people are going to get their way because they have gone out there and they've protested, and uh, I've been told the protests are vast. A lot of people are protesting. So regardless of what he wants or what they want. He's going to pull back on his on his uh, ideas because the yeah. people are not going to allow him to do it. Yeah, it's like it's like a million people. It's only like like eight million people in the whole country. So it's like twenty percent. It's like like half the population. Right, but, but Lance, so what is your ideas of what he wants and what he doesn't want? Make it make it clear he, for everybody. It's not what he wants. It's what he needs. Well, because because the courts are more left wing than he likes, is that the idea? Because he's got three active indictments about real bad shit. Okay, oh, first of all, I know we both know. we I both know. know. Wait a minute, we both know that the Trump thing is such it's such utter horseshit. They just suspended the whole grand jury uh, for a month. Months. For a month, gee, hmm, I wonder why. Because they don't got nothing, and they got to try to. They're scrambling. Okay, that's bullshit. Not Netanyahu. This guy been like doing treasonous bullshit that makes Nixon look like the choir boy. And I don't even think Nixon was – they only impeached Nixon. Look, you're talking to somebody who is like – like, like I, I, I'm not a lefty, but I come from there like yeah. more than you. Okay. I, I, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just definitely – okay. Nixon was just railroaded for political reasons. It wasn't – they could have indicted him and, and impeached him for other stuff like they could with Trump. But anyway, 
Yeah, the Israel thing. He he wants to take over the court so he can so he can like play out the clock and control this shit for his own ass. That's the only reason he's doing it, and he ain't getting away with it. Well, I here's here's my thing with BB. I I have this uh, uh, fear that if I criticize him, he's going to strangle me to death. I truly believe I'm frightened of this man. I find this man frightening. I can't believe people actually elect him. But according to our guest yesterday, they elect him because they believe he's a strong leader who protects them from, you know, the 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 terrorists, the middle, the the uh, terrorists, the Palestinian terrorists, you know, so that's the Palestinian that's terrorists. Yeah, Dude, I know. First I know. of all, they got such a thing that the Palestinians. Yeah, right. They're going to they're going to they're going to rock them to death when they got fucking. They got, they got fucking nu- they got it's nukes. Israel has nukes and fucking billions of dollars of missiles that we give them every year. And and Palestine, the Palestinians have rocks. I know, but those rocks, man. They yeah, throw, they add up, right? If you throw, I'm sorry, you're right. You know, no, I'm sorry, you're right. Israel has 27 million zillion bazillion missiles. You're right. Uh, Hezbollah, Hamas has like eight. You know, <laughs> I know that's a joke. That's a true David versus Goliath situation. Okay. Okay. Unlike not Ukraine only that. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. Let me give you your argument. Let me give you your argument in principle. We know Palestine, they're not the Palestinians. They're making treaties with every motherfucker. Egypt was the first one. And I'll give Carter that credit. I'm sorry. Just like I'll give I'll give Reagan credit, even though it was going to happen anyway. He did help with some of the reduction of not just the Cold War. That was going to end on its own. With It was going to implode on Russia's end. But he did with reduction of nukes. Reagan did that. Not about, okay, blah, blah, blah. I'll give Reagan some credit on some shit. I, when it's due, I will. I'll give Bush the first Bush. I mean, Bush 43. The only thing that's probably good. Immigration. He really wanted comprehensive immigration. That's because he's from Texas. Texas has Hispanics that have been there longer than the Texans because that's where we took it from. Yep. So that's different than California. They're not all immigrants or wait a minute. Or, we took Texas. or descend or wait descendants of immigrants. Say, so Texas, has, Texas has in their blood, even though they're more right wing, they have a different attitude that's even more accepting in some ways of like Hispanics than California is. Wait a minute. You just said and I think there's a lot of history to this that we took Texas away from them. Where are from the- Mexico? Where are the Mexican reparations? I, 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 no, no, but don't get on that. But just to stay on this other subject, though, right? Don't get on that. Don't what's get on that. Though? Wait, Mike. So listen to what's happening. So you got Israel again, right? Whether you love Bibi or hate him, he ain't getting it because the people are fucking pissed. Look at what's happening, not only in France, but in Germany and in England, all these countries, and they're coordinating. France is going further than any of them. Mm. But oh, France, the France also, yeah, huh? France, is, France is also really they really come. You have to give these people credit. They actually come out and they and they protest for things that are worth protesting for, and they yeah, do but, it. And I, from what I've heard in Israel, they're doing it in a very uh, peaceful, strong way. They're not destroying. They're not doing a George Floyd. They're not destroying things. They're just right very until the cops got violent. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, Mike, I'd like to have a back and forth with you because you know we do agree a lot. But that's why I think it could be instructive. Maybe I could learn from you, but maybe you could learn from me. Is The thing about this whole right-wing, left-wing, like I put in the chat, whether it's DeSantis or whether it's Biden, whether it's Trump or whether it's uh, uh, Schumer or whether it's Warren and Sanders or frickin' Brand Paul and whoever else, they're all, they're all, they're all, they're all horrible. All of them, all 535 are horrible. Some are more horrible than others. But anyway, that's okay. That's a general statement, but I'm going to say this. 
Guess guess why in France? Now you know that the John the John Day the the whatever they call yellow vest. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know that's a right wing. Yeah, uh, originally it's a right wing worker movement. Right. Guess. Okay, guess how France can cope? Because this stuff isn't just like everybody just show. And I think the George Floyd protest, whatever, okay, that was real. It was not just black folks. You know, not that you care, you know, that you're, I don't mean that you, you know, it wasn't just, not only was it not just interested, it was white, black, everybody it was really uh, from the heart, but it wasn't organized and coordinated. That's why it went away. Okay. But you know why it happens in France and in England and other countries, but especially in France, because the freaking Marxists, work with the yellow vests. I'm talking about the Marxist Marx. I'm not talking socialist. They have Marxists. They even have communists. The communists are pretty fringe. The Marxists make up a pretty big block because they have not just the, I'm not talking about socialists like Democrat. I'm talking about Marxist Marxists, the Marxist party with a big M on it. <laughs> okay. Maybe they call it like the, the French socialist something, but it's the Marxists. They call themselves Marxists. Okay. They work with the far right. They work with the, because the workers on the right, just like the Trumpers, hello, like the white working class people from devastated outsourced to China, all the jobs from the, from the, from the white, you know, middle class of and black, but you know, uh, Rust Belt and the South. Okay. Yeah. That, that's why. And because I'm sorry, Mike, I'm going to, I'm going to lay it on you. When people like yourself who say, oh, I'm, I'm away from the Democrat. Now it's DeSantis and the right. No, they're all shitheads. DeSantis doesn't care about anything about the except to be the most powerful human on the planet. Marianne Wilson, Williamson is all about showboating. She just wants to run for, she wants to be the most powerful human being on the planet. And everybody wants to cry tears because everybody's being too critical of Marianne Williamson. She's going to, if she, let's assume she gets to be pretty, she's going to have to deal with Xi Jinping. Fuck DeSantis. Fuck Marianne Williamson. See, this is what I'm saying. All of them are assholes. You see what I'm saying? And the know. thing I, is, I wait a minute, and I'm, let me just say 10 more words. I promise. 10 yeah, more you words. Say, you always say the that. The reason that in America ahead, we suck is because we they've divided us in a way that the Marxists and the and the right wing, all these other countries figured it out. And Lance. you need to now hate the right or hate the left and hate the right. They divided and conquered us. Lance. Lance. So who, who should run for president? You? Me? Who? I think a great ticket. What do you think of Jesse Ventura? But he's a fucking nut job. I, I know, but he's not. He's but not. He he's very he smart. Is. He's no, got some he, weird... no, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's very smart, dude. Wait a minute. He's he's he yes, he has said a lot of smart things, but he's also said a lot of wacky things. Yes, he has. And and, and he's not someone like that, it'd be very difficult for them to actually get a campaign going. No, I want Jill Stein to be the vice to be the president and I want Jesse Jill Ventura Stein, I like Jill Stein, I voted for her, but I think she's also full of shit. You want to talk about No, I don't think she is. Marianne Williamson is. I think Jill Stein's a real deal. Uh, Jill, St- Jill Stein said nothing about the authoritarian, the COVID authoritarianism. She said nothing about it. Nothing about what? I'm sorry. Was, okay. Nothing. She said nothing, she said nothing about nothing. the COVID authoritarianism for okay. three years. No, because that's And, and remember, before COVID, when she ran, because I voted for her, when she ran for president, the people on the left, especially, were trying to put her into a corner as being anti-vax. And she is not anti-vax. But that's what they were calling her. They were trying to call her back in 2016 because she dared challenge the great Hillary Clinton that she was an anti-vax nutjob. And she's not. But for the last three years, she'd said nothing about any of the COVID authoritarianism. So here's my thing to you, Lance. Do you think everyone's full of shit? Here's my deal. Anyone who didn't come out against what happened to us 
the atrocities that were inflicted on us since 2020 are full of shit. And I'll never, ever vote for them for anything. Yeah, the pandemic thing was really about control all that. But see, I'm kind of cynical. Here's how cynical I Now, you know who Jerry Brown is, of course. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, when he ran for president first time, when, the first time, Linda Ronstadt was his girlfriend. And he, he was uh, actually a clergy guy and then got out of it. But he yeah. was very much of a straight. Like, I really believe that Trump never took a drink and all that stuff. That's the way Jerry Brown was, straight late. But he lived in Hollywood. Linda Ronstadt was his girlfriend. Yeah. And she she wasn't a party animal either. She was pretty just straightforward, you know, a little older than some of the guys. She was mature. You know, she wasn't. But the crowd was. So they had wild parties at their house, you know. It wasn't the Playboy Mansion, but it was a lot of drugs, whatever, whatever. Yeah, even though big, they didn't uh, do it. Pot smoker? Wasn't he a big pot smoker, Jerry Brown? Well, yeah, I don't believe so. He might injure, he was pretty straight laced, but anyway, you know, even though he was Mr. Perf- you know, Governor Moonbeam. But this is how cynical I am. I wanted Jerry Brown to be president. You know, I didn't mind his politics. You know, I'm kind of a lefty then. I wanted him to be president just so that Linda Ronstadt could be first lady. Think about it. The president will be addressing the United Nations in New York City tonight. And across town, first lady Linda Ronstadt will be opening for Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band at Madison Square Garden. Wouldn't that be yeah, great? Well. That's how cynical I am, you know. There's no – I forgot what – Michael Moore, back when I liked him, once again – Yeah, me too. I hate his, he's, a suck, he's a suckhead now too. Right, yeah, but back, back when uh, John Kerry was running against Bush, he said, people like John Kerry are the ones who run for president, not people like you and me. And that's – I think that makes sense. I think that's very true. People like John Kerry, Al Gore, these are the people – who get to run for president and have an actual real chance of winning. People like you and I, Lance, and Michael Moore will never have any chance to run no, for president. Because those people have been running for president since before they were born. Wait a minute. Daniel just said no. I'm not sure what he's saying no oh, about. Why do you hear something funny about John Kerry? Yeah. Now, he actually served pretty heroically, not like John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy, they made a movie about it with a PT boat and all that stuff. Had a bad back then, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Kerry, you know, performed admirably, they say, uh, as a you know, officer, you know, uh, in, um, in Vietnam. He held it. He carried an eight millimeter camera around with him the whole time, though. And they, they were all saying that, you know, not as a de- derogatory, like he was just a showboater, because he did, he did serve well, you know, the officer, mm-hmm. but, you know, officers could kind of take it easy. He didn't. He was there with his troops and all that, you know, in the battle. And, you know, he, and then he did the winter soldier thing. He, he was legit about coming out against the war. Then like a weather vane, he shifted the other way when that was cool. Uh, but in any case, he carried around a Super 8 camera and they said, this guy's going to run for president someday. Why would you go around in the battle of the jungles here and carry a Super 8 camera unless you wanted to document it all for some future resume? Right. This guy might be wanting to run for president. Don't you know it, right? So, yeah. Lance, I, I want to get to one final topic, so I'm going to say so long, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you. Thank, thank you very much for the call, as usual. Um, two things. One is, speaking of Ron DeSantis, uh, Donald Trump is once again lying. All he does is lie. The guy just lies. And when people, where it really comes down to, and I know Lance won't agree with me, I don't really care. But if people will say, why would you pick Ron DeSantis over, let's say, Bush, the Bush, I'm sorry, DeSantis over Biden or Trump? I would say because I believe that Biden's a liar and Trump's a liar and DeSantis is not. Donald Trump, we know that Joe Biden's been lying for half a century. He's, he's a sociopathic liar. But Donald Trump says such incredibly false things. 
and is never called on the carpet from, once again, I complain all the time how Joe Biden's lies. The left doesn't call him on the carpet for it. Well, the right very rarely calls Trump on, on the carpet for anything he says. So he goes on Hannity and he just lies. He says, as usual, it's all about himself. My polls, my polls. I'm great in the polls, great in the polls. He said, head to head against Biden, I win. I'm winning by a lot, a lot. Well, that's a total lie. There's no poll out there that shows him beating Joe Biden head to head by a lot. Most polls show it basically tied or within a point. Ron DeSantis is beating Joe Biden by several points in every poll. Yet Trump just lies. There's not one poll out there that shows him beating Joe Biden by a lot. So there's that lie. And of course, his friend, suck-ass Sean Hannity, doesn't call him on it. Doesn't say, well, what polls are you talking about? The ones I've seen have it basically tied, Donald. God forbid. God forbid. Okay. But then Ron DeS- he comes out, Biden, and he's trying to say that Ron DeSantis is pro-lockdown, which, of course, is totally inane. As I mentioned yesterday, the COVID era is Donald is DeSantis's wheelhouse. It's why it's one of the major reasons why he won by a million and a half votes. Actually, pro, pro, very possibly without the COVID era, Ron DeSantis would not be running for president. That's his main reason why he can run, because he was right. He had the vision to be right. Everyone else was wrong. But to call Ron DeSantis pro lockdown is such so idiotic. It's really spitting in the face of your supporters, saying that they're so fucking stupid or they have such a bad Trump derangement syndrome of the right, quote unquote, right, right kind. It doesn't matter how much I lie, they'll believe it. The left, including the hair gel king of California, were on Ron DeSantis's case for three years, calling him Death Santis. Now, why did the left call him Death Santis? Because they claim that he had no lockdowns. He was allowing everyone to live freely and everyone was dying. So they were calling him Death Santis. So Ronnie, Ronnie, Johnny, Trump, you can't have it both ways. The left would not have been on Ron DeSantis's case for three years if he was pro-lockdown and he was locking down the way Gavin Newsom was and the way Andrew Cuomo was and the way Pritzker was. They were calling him Death Santis because he did not have lockdowns, which, of course, we know was the right thing. Yet Trump is this is the amazing thing. Trying to rewrite history. I can see people being dumb enough in this country where you can rewrite history from 40 years ago, 50 years ago. But to rewrite history from the last three fucking years, you have to be so stupid to believe it. So ignorant to believe it. I have a lot of trouble arguing, talking to people who have Trump derangement syndrome of the left kind or of the right kind, because they're both equally insane. They are clinically insane. So you can't discuss anything with them. You can't. You can't talk facts. You can't talk evidence. You cannot. They don't want to hear it because they either hate him with a passion or they love him with a passion. You see? And there's no in-between with these people. There's no in-between. You can, it's hard to find any Trump supporter who will talk about one or two things that he's about that they don't like. They, they, it doesn't exist. And people I know who are on the left who actually despise him, you, they, they, won't, they won't allow you to talk about one or two things that he did well. It doesn't exist. These people are insane. You can't talk to them about him, to them. You just can't. 
It's like talking to a crazy person who's in the street talking to themselves and patting them on the shoulder and trying to get, get across to them. It's impossible. It's only going to make you crazy. It's only going to get you hurt. You can't do it. You can't do it, which is why I want this guy to go away. I'm really hoping that if he totally goes away, that this, this TDS sickness will eventually fade away. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, but there's something else that hasn't faded away, unfortunately. This will end it on this. Uh, if you watch Fox, there's a great doctor on Fox. Her name is Nicole Sapphire. And she wrote today, yesterday, in the Wall Street Journal uh, about still having she's – a, she's a doctor, and I believe she works in New Jersey, okay? She still has to take a COVID test every week. So she writes, this is a short article, it's 2023, and I still have to take a COVID test every week. When the COVID vaccines became available two years ago, my rheumatologist, dermatologist, and primary care physician all worried that the shot might trigger an inflammatory response that would exacerbate an existing autoimmune disease. I spoke with a member of the Pfizer science team who suggested with my autoimmune history, I should consider a lesser dose of the vaccine. That wasn't an option at the pharmacies and hospitals that administered the shot, so I reluctantly received the full doses. Less than two weeks after the second dose, I experienced symptoms including painful nodular sclerosis of my eyes and wrenching chest pains from pericarditis. Prior to the vaccine, injectable medications kept the autoimmune disease under control with occasional flare-ups. After the vaccine, it took six weeks of intense treatment to resolve the pericarditis. Three months after the vaccination, I got COVID. So when the third booster dose became available, I was determined not to get one even after the state of New Jersey mandated for medical workers in March of 22. My employer reviewed my medical record and granted an exemption, a condition of which that I take a COVID test. So instead, she had to take a COVID test weekly. For 10 months, that meant a PCR test. Late in 2022, the hospital system began allowing at-home rampant antigen, rapid antigen tests. They are free of charge to patients for now, but costly to insurance companies, which may stop covering them when the federal emergency ends in May. Events have obviated any any jurisdiction for vaccine mandates. It was clear by July of 2021 that vaccinated people can contract the virus and the vaccine's efficacy plummeted when the Omicron variant took hold late that year. Three months after the third dose, boosted and unboosted people transmitted the virus at the same level. This was evident as many of my colleagues were out of work with COVID while I had to provide a negative test to show up to work. My autoimmune symptoms continued to worsen, but the workforce was so diminished from the virus that taking a sick day for a non-COVID reason was a disfavored option. Testing precautions for surgical patients have been listed. Visitor restrictions have eased. And most places have removed mask mandates inside healthcare settings. When Governor Phil Murphy signed the health worker booster mandate, he proclaimed, over the course of our COVID-19 response, we have always followed the science in decision-making, and this is no different. If so, it's past time to end this pointless mandate. And I would like to add that Dr. Sapphire is director of breast imaging at Memorial Sloan Kettering Center in Monmouth, New Jersey. But... Here in California, 
Doctors still have to wear masks. Patients still have to wear masks in any kind of medical setting, whether it's a doctor's office, whether it's a hospital, whether it's your therapists, your therapists, your psychiatrist or psychologist. This is how insane the left is. This is more insanity that we're only seeing in Democrat-run states. That This insanity does not exist, rarely existed, if it ever existed in Republican-run states. That's just the simple truth of the matter. The simple truth of the matter. So when people like Lance say there's no difference, they're all, they're all terrible, he's not right. There are certain things that the right is better with these days. In fact, almost everything. Almost everything these days. So there might have been a time when everything was much closer. I, I would have agreed to that. I would have probably agreed 10, 15, 20 years ago that the two parties were much closer. But it's it's not the way it is now. And we're seeing what we used to see from the left was being anti-dictator, right? Anti-authoritarian. Live and let live. But that's not their case anymore. It's now live as we tell you to live. Live as we live. Live as we want you to live. That is not the left I grew up with through my teens and 20s and 30s. It is not, unless I was getting it all wrong, which I don't think I was. So this is more of this nonsense that we're still dealing with in places like New York and New Jersey and California. They simply don't want COVID to go away. They don't. They don't want to go away. If they wanted COVID to go away, once again, if the left wanted COVID to go away, they would end all this stuff. If they wanted gun crime to lessen, they would do real things, real things that they've never done before to lessen the crime, such as letting law-abiding citizens carry guns to protect themselves, okay? Allow schools to fortify themselves to protect the children. Very concrete things that have not been done, that have been talked about only from people on the right here and there that the left never wants to consider, the drugs that we talked about, the drugs that are, that are being pumped into kids, right? The, the anti-anxiety anxiety drugs and the anti-depression drugs and the, the hormone, the testosterone being pumped into transgender kids, all this stuff they would talk about, but they don't want to. They don't want COVID to go away. It's an issue they want forever. And they don't want the gun problem to go away either. They prove this day in and day out. Well, Karthik was just there, but he lost his uh, patience. And uh, that's too bad because I was going to go to him. So I'll do a, a last call if anyone else wants to uh, call in and talk about anything I've spoken about or anything else that might be on your mind. Uh, but if not, you know, we'll just... Uh, end this show and we'll move on to the next one, but not till tomorrow night. I'm not going to do another show right away. I just want to make that clear. I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to get a bite to eat, probably get some sleep. Then tomorrow I'll probably go to the gym, maybe go to probably go see a movie because there will be two movies. I'm giving my whole life here. But uh, then, of course, at the end of the day tomorrow, there'll be another show. But I think uh, Friday I'll be reviewing a couple of movies. So I'm going to leave it a little bit of suspenseful as to what, what the films will be. You'll have to listen. Um, but, okay, so I just want to remind everyone, I don't think there's anything else that's pressing right at this moment, but the name of the show is And Let's Be 
heard. And it airs weeknights, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, which means I'll be right back here with you tomorrow night. All right. But until then, this is Mike Cachopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.